Well, welcome back, all the listeners. This is our third episode of the Entertainment Talk podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Risling, and we've got Christoph Kozitsa joining me along here. Hi. And today's episode, we're going to bring on our uh, guest, uh, fellow actor and producer. His name is David C. Jones. So, join the phone call today, or the podcast today is David C. Jones. Okay, I am uh, a guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I do a lot of different things, and I keep changing my mind about what I like to do. And I have acted in plays at the Arts Club Theater. I have uh, co-written plays that have been produced across Canada. Uh, I have developed a television series that ran on out TV. We did six episodes, one season. Uh, there was talk of a second season. It never happened. Um, I've made 13 short films, one that won Best Film, uh, as voted on by the people. Uh, That's no surprise. You're always winning. Hmm? That's no surprise. You're always winning. Yeah. I win lots of awards. I'm also yeah. a bit of an activist. I'm a bit of an activist, so I uh, am a champion for inclusion and representational casting. So um, I get sometimes hell for that because I'll wrap people's cages and um and sometimes i get you know recognition for that and what is it that you're working on right now what's the big one what i'm working on right now well i'm trying to focus my life now at this point in my life on just acting i really love playing characters i love inventing them and creating them as the two films that i did with you guys i played two very very different people um because that's what i love to do and uh, I like to think of myself as being in, in the style of Daniel Day-Lewis or Meryl Streep, someone who transforms himself. Um, and I'm going to start focusing more on voiceover work, I think, because uh, I did some cartoons and people really, really like my work. So I went, hmm, maybe that's the way I should go. Which cartoons did you do? I did uh, uh, two different ones. They were both indies. Yep. One was called... Fingered, <laughs> which is very tasty. And I voiced a finger, um, who was a Mountie, Canadian Mountie. And I also was in a very, very popular uh, independent animated film called Soggy Flakes. Soggy Flakes is now going to be performing, at, uh, being screened at the Vancouver Short Film Festival. Oh, okay. Which I'm emceeing <laughs> because I emcee and host a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, you host at least something every week I, I see online. You're... Doing a yeah. different event? Yeah. Yeah, I do a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah, you're going to be in our next movie, right? You're still, you're not too famous to be in our movie still, are you? I'm not too famous, no. I think yeah. I just do stuff. You're one of those actors that are going to be in, like, every one of our movies. I want to act in everything you guys do. Yeah, it's fun always having you on set there. We have a good time. You're like you're like our uh, you're our Clint Howard, you know. You're in everything, you know. You're just not ugly like Clint Howard, <laughs> so, but yeah, you're in everything. So yeah, we want to have you in our next project as well. Obviously, you uh, nobody's seen the full last one that we did, but you got your scene, right? Did you ever get a chance to check it out? I would love to see that scene because I saw I saw like little clips of the raw footage, but I never saw the final. Yeah, the movie, it still hasn't been uh, screened yet, actually. We completed it in November, Anthony. Was it October? Yeah. Yeah. So we're still looking to get that 
get that out there at some point. But our first one we did with you, uh, LA Beat, which is now called 911 Officer Down, is going to be released uh, next week at, at Best Buy Online. I think Amazon, iTunes, a uh, whole, whole other places too. Yeah, you can um, find it. It's under a new name now. It's called 911 uh, Officer Down. Yeah, I heard there was a name change. That's fantastic. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's up there. You can already see it on the Best Buy site. Um, uh, it's just it's just waiting to be released there on the 16th. So it's up did there. It, is it, did, sorry, did you say the Best Buy site? Yeah. Like Best Buy the store? Yeah. yeah. I could buy a cheap there and see the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and it's uh, BestBuy.com. So it's gonna. I know it's probably gonna be over here as well. But right now, I guess it's just doing it. They're doing an American release on the 16th or something like that. But yeah, I think I think it'll go into the Best Buy dot ca and also Walmart will be on there too, I believe. But I'm just uh, waiting to hear back from our distribution agent, and uh, he'll give us more information as the time comes. But yeah, we're excited about that. You played a really good role in there too. It comes at the end there, and I like yeah. it. Yeah, I get. I got to fire a gun for the very first time. Yeah, I actually, it cracked me up because uh, there was you had the sharpshooters, uh, 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 the you had some sharpshooters who were gonna sorry, I guess they were shooting so that things could explode and they had yep. squibs. And, so it was very exciting to be on that film. I've never done it before. And but one of the things that cracked me up is the guy was standing beside me off camera. And he was going to fire a gun that was going to make something explode. It would make a, uh, oh, no, it wasn't explode. It would be a flash of light uh, off the wall, like a spark off the wall. And yep. I was supposed to mime that I was shooting a gun. And I said to him, do you need me to signal you, like prep to let you know when I'm going to fire? And he just looked at me with sort of dead eyes and kind of went, no, I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was the best day of that movie. That was the craziest day we... Well, I still say to this day, that's the craziest day I've ever filmed. Yeah, all practical so. effects there. There's no uh, v, uh, VFX in that. It's all practical. Yeah, remember the exploding straws. That like was when fun. the guy shoots at, shoots at me, the exploding, exploding straws. But the thing that made me sad about that film was because you were doing this awesome thing of doing one point of view camera and security cameras, when I finally got shot, there was no close-up shot of me covered in blood and bleeding <sighs> out. Because, of course, I fall out of camera rays because that's the premise of the film. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I get shot, but I don't get any bloody close-up. <laughs> oh, don't even worry. Like I said, the next one we have going, there'll be plenty of blood. You know, just, just, <laughs> you'll get plenty, Matthew. That happens yeah. so many times. We've, we put all this effort into a, a scene there or something. It doesn't even get used. Or yeah. off camera, and you know we couldn't, we couldn't yeah. even use that uh, that store again if we wanted to. That was like a one time thing because now they actually built something inside that room that we built the convenience store in. Oh wow! So you could never repeat that, you know. And it was so, it was so funny because it took a week to set that place up and get it built up and stuff like that. Um, and you exploded it. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, the best part was we thought we cleaned everything. We came back for like two days or a day to like just completely gut this place and clean it all up again. And then I can't remember who got the call or how we found out about this, but remember we had the shootout outside the convenience store, and there was yeah. bullet casings. There were bullet casings that we had forgotten were lying all over the parking lot. Yeah. So oh, apparently, yeah. apparently the next day the customers were showing up still, and there, there was bullet casings on the ground, and everybody was asking the clerk about it, and he's like, "Oh, you have to explain to everybody." He's like, "Oh, it's just a movie, you know." 
But uh, it looked at anybody coming over the border and making a quick stop there. It looked like they had been mentioned. So I got that fresh Canadian shootout, you know? So yeah. <laughs> people, people are searching on Google and stuff like that. What yeah. was the shootout? Yeah. Oh, guaranteed. I don't know if you remember. I remember specifically it was about 2 a.m. and a big semi-truck had just gotten over the border and he's sitting at the stoplight across the street from the convenience store there. And remember, the cameras are inside the inside the cop cars, so you can't see yeah. them. So it just looked like uh, Michael Grant had a guy hostage in front of a store there, and like the cops had the place surrounded. This trucker's like face was priceless because I saw him look over, and he's like, he's like his jaw drops, you know, because he's like, oh, this is Canada. He's like, I thought we had a bad back home. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we were so close to the border there, it was just a gong show, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If we and when we had to when we actually built up the place, if we took one wrong turn, it, it, we would end up at the border, and so we'd always have to do a UE if this happened. And the cops would follow us back from the border, and then they saw us get out at the convenience store, and they'd actually watch us build up the place before they realized, okay, they're they're actually doing something, and then they would they would bugger off and whatnot. But yeah, for like a week and a bit there, we had that area of town just like we were bumping that area. Nice. Yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. It was such a, it was such a fun experience, and uh, I I hope the uh, the shooter did not think I was such an idiot when I said, "Do you need my help?" <laughs> <laughs> that was the gun wrangler you're talking about, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, he's the gun wrangler. Yeah, the gun yeah. wrangler. Yeah, those are yeah. the guys. Because you know, I'm from the theater. In the theater, <laughs> when you have to turn on a lamp. Of course, you're not actually turning on the lamp. The stage manager, the lighting technician is turning on the lamp. So yeah. when you go to touch the switch, you sort of have to prepare to touch the switch so they can time it. So you don't just go click because they won't be able to turn the light turn on at the same time. So you always have to sort of do a prepare with your hand and then touch it because that way they know to touch the cue to turn the light on. So that's what I was think, saying to the, gunner, the shooter, right? It's like, yeah. you need me to you need me to indicate that I'm about to fire <laughs> so that you have time to anticipate the fire. I bet that goes wrong all the time. Like, they get the wrong cues and then stuff happens. Has that ever happened to you on, a, on a, like a theater play? Like, you give the wrong cue and they, like, close the curtains on you or something? Yeah. No, I've never had anything dramatic like that. Almost all the technicians that I've ever worked with have been brilliant. Has there already been any accidents on stage where you had to just keep going and the oh, audience I, didn't know? I accidentally need an actor in the ball. <laughs> did you stop or you just kept going? No, he kept going, but man, did he want to beat me up after. That was awesome. Yeah, totally one of those things where we were all being professional. Yeah. And it's where I fake kneeing him in the ball. <laughs> but it was real. I, but my leg, I lost my balance yeah. and my leg connected with the ball. Now, of course, I was never hitting him hard. Yeah. Like I was never, right, because it was theater, but I did connect with them. Uh, so uh, uh, he came tearing after me at the intermission. I was like, run. Like, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> what play was this? This is the complete work William Shakespeare. Okay. I did that show five times across Canada. I yeah. love that show. Um, I had another show actually where I stepped because I played uh, 16 different characters. I loved doing character work, and uh, I was running off stage, and I must have leaned forward 
because I stepped on my costume. It was a big, big Shakespearean gown. Oh, oh no. no. Stepped on the edge of it, and it caused me to trip, and so I flew off the stage. It actually got up from the audience. I thought, what a spectacular exit that guy did. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to do that. Yeah. And to, but I hit the ground, and of course, I skinned my knee quite dramatically. Oh, no. Yeah, and I had to quickly do a costume change, <laughs> and they were and I and I was a little bit angry as they were changing me because I was like <laughs> because I was in so much pain. Yeah, and it wasn't until the show was done that we saw that I was actually bleeding quite badly from the leg. But you, but kept the audience on. is like, what great special effects! Yeah, no, the audience didn't see because the costume was covering us. Uh-huh. Yeah, when we took the costume off, we were like, ow. <laughs> Yeah, I seen you in that Marley play during the Christmas time last year. Yeah. Did you guys do that this year again or no? No, we didn't do it again this year. Uh, or I didn't do it again this year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, I loved that show because, again, I got to play nine different people in that show. Yeah, you were really good on that. Oh, thanks. I really did. It ended up on a couple people's top ten lists. Yeah, so, it was really that, good. That's all. you have to do it again next year. Hopefully. Hopefully, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, it depends whether the director wants to work with me again. <laughs> so it just matters up to the director? Do you have to audition for it? How does it work for uh, the theater plays? Well, you usually have to audition. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you uh, you know get cast or you don't get cast. So last year, I was very lucky. I did four plays back-to-back, which was awesome. But I have no plays scheduled at this time. Mm-hmm. So there you go. But you're a full-time uh, teacher at VFS, so you're pretty busy. I teach at VFS. I love teaching. Yeah. I love it. Um, I get to meet my new students tomorrow, and I'm very excited to meet them. How I long have you been there for? Like 10 years? Uh, just slightly over. Of course, I started when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> David's turning 23 this year? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I love teaching at Vancouver Film School. I'm teaching a new class, actually. Uh, Langara College asked me to teach uh, their continuing studies. Oh, okay. So a couple weeks, I'll be teaching a Tuesday night class there. There's still some spots open up there. I teach different things, but that one will be an improv class. So it's improv at Langara. What nights is that? That's on Tuesday nights, and it's uh, a pretty good deal. It's Langara Continuing Studies, Yeah. and it's... 208 bucks for eight classes. Wow, that's a steal. Usually it's like 50 bucks minimum per class. Yeah, totally. It's a, yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah, so, and there are still some spots open for that. So people want to look it up. They have to go Langara Continuing Studies. That's a good deal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, the other thing I'm working on that's kind of interesting, if you want to know other stuff I'm working on, I'm, yes. I uh, developing a web series with uh, some friends, Tabitha and Darren. Darren and I directed in a play a long time ago, and Tabitha and I have appeared in two movies together. We were in John Applejack, a feature film, and we both just met again on that of Triggered, which is a short film where I got to play a man who decides that he wants to shoot up a bar uh, and then decides, to, no, he decides he wants to kill himself and then decides he wants to instead shoot up a bar. And he does neither of those things. What's this? What, Tabitha. Uh, what's we have, we've actually, Anthony, we've met Tabitha, I think, before at a uh, casting call. Yeah, yeah. Audition. 
Yep. Yes. That name rings a bell. David probably brought her out. Yeah. Now David brings out everybody for us. Yeah. So what's this webisode called again? Oh, the the web series. Well, the movie that we just did was called Triggered. Yeah. Um, she plays my sister. And the web series we're developing is still the title yet. We haven't narrowed it down yet. Where can people find out more information about it? Do they go on your Facebook page or they... Yeah, when we, when we have something to announce, I'll be announcing it everywhere. Okay. <laughs> and the other thing that I'm working on is I am working with a guy named Ryan Scramstad, who's in Indonesia right now. How inconvenient <laughs> uh, and how rude. Um, we're working on... Uh, he's helping me create a one-man musical. A one-man oh, one show. Yeah, so we've written three songs for it already. And it's based on uh, it's based on this thing that I wrote back when I was at acting school uh, uh, called Thurman Went about a man who lost his ability to speak and all the people he meets as he tries to contend with his lack of voice. Only now, all the people he meets will sing. <laughs> so there you go. So it's a musical then? Or are you going to play instruments too as well? No, it'll be to track to a piano player. Okay. Yeah. So si- similar to how you did the, the same boat there, like a musical format. Yeah, same boat. Uh, funny story. We were actually going to use some of the music from same boat, and then we decided to scrap that idea. Because in same boat, of course, there were 14 songs, but you only heard 7 to 10 seconds of each song. That was the conceit of that. So, um, uh, the... Uh, 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 oh, I lost my train of thought there. No right. So, so all the listeners and stuff—they don't know what same boat is. That's a, a a short that me and David worked on together. That's David's. Uh, he wrote and directed that, right? Yeah. And yeah. same boat. Look it up on YouTube. You have to type in "same boat official trailer." You can't oh. see the movie boat though. I'm trying to trying to still sell it. So. Yeah, but you can find the trailer online there and. Find out more information about it on the trailer. Yeah, if you go to YouTube, same boat official trailer. And awesome. It looks spectacular, and you yeah. did a great job. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're amazing. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's what's happening in my world right now. Okay. Sounds busy. Yeah. Busy for like we're barely in the new year. We got a full plate. Yeah. I was uh, hoping to get. Uh, oh, I, and I and I always perform in Vancouver. If any of your uh, listeners uh, or viewers, um, I guess you have viewers and listeners. Yeah, because yeah. on YouTube and on, on different uh, Spotify, iTunes, it's all over the place. Okay. Um, I always perform locally. So this week, this Friday, I'll be performing at Teen Angst at the mm-hmm. Fox Cabaret. Okay. which is uh, a show put on by the lovely Sarah Bino. She um, gets people to come in and read part, uh, parts of their diaries on stage. But it so, has to be from when you were a teenager. So it's your personal diary you bring out and then you read it on stage? Yeah, yeah. Wow. and it's very funny. Because, of course, when we're young, we have all these huge anxieties and angst and stuff like that that we think are completely individual to us. And we commit them to paper, and then when we're older, we look back at them and we go, oh, what a dork I was. <laughs> the Fox well, Cabaret, course, that's, like one of the, uh, that's like one of the only cabarets in town, isn't it? Yep. Like, I don't know any other ones. It's funny because I, I didn't even 
know we had a cabaret. Like, I brought it up to my friend. I said, you know what, because I was watching Scarface. And I'm like, when these guys go to the club in Scarface, I'm like, that's what clubbing should be like. Where are clubs like this, you know, where you can dance and get your meals and stuff? I'm like, what the hell is this? And my friend's like, it's a cabaret. I'm like, i got to find one of these things. So when I did some research on it, I found that just the Fox Theater. I always thought the Fox Theater was like, you know, like a, like a triple X theater or something like that, or it used to be or something like that. But then I did some research into it, and, yeah, they have, like, events there and stuff like that. I actually got to go check that out sometime. Well, come this Friday. It's like fun. Come this Friday, and you'll hear me read poetry that I wrote. Uh, what what uh, time? Uh, it's at 8 o'clock. Okay. It's and covers end. 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 20 bucks? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't produce a show, uh-huh. but... Um, it's affordable. It's affordable. And I believe if you buy tickets in advance for teen eggs at the Fox Cabaret, uh, you get a cheaper price than if you buy them at the door. Awesome. You definitely yeah. got to check that out. Yeah. So when I'm emptying a whole bunch of stuff, like I said, I'm emptying the Vancouver Short Film Festival, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. And I go see a lot of stuff. I love art. I love performers. I go see films. Uh, I go see commercial films. I go see independent films. Uh, I go see theater all the time, and uh, so we have the Push Festival coming up in Vancouver, so I'll be seeing a lot of stuff at the Push Festival. Have you watched any new good movies? Uh, the movies that I saw recently, I'm now waiting to see which ones get nominated by, uh, for Oscars. Uh, I saw The Disaster Artist, which and? I thought was nine. I'll just do quick little ratings. Nine out of ten for The Disaster Artist. Really, really good. Surprisingly touching film. Do you know that uh, that Anthony and I we met the guy that Seth Rogen plays in the movie? No way, you met uh, what's his name? Tommy Sandy. Wilder. Sandy Square. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we had a good talk with him actually. It was uh, it's so, and this was right before the movie was was released there, because when Anthony and I were at uh, AFM last, uh, James Franco was there as well, and I, I guess everybody, I guess they, they must have been promoting it there or something like that. But yeah, we ended up bumping into. Uh, to Sandy Schlair, and he told us the whole story about how he was the one who directed it, and, and uh, it was funny because we, I talked to him, and I listened to a podcast, and I heard his full story, and on Howard Stern, they had Tommy Wiseau come on, and he had his, like, counter story as to how Sandy Schlair was, like, full of shit or whatever, but it was just the funniest thing ever. It was actually really good, so if you ever catch the, the Howard Stern, uh, Tommy Wiseau, James Franco interview, oh my gosh, they talk about the disaster artist, you gotta watch that. You gotta listen to that. That is just so funny. So, hey. Yeah, so, but sorry, go on. I interrupted you. What do I? What did you think about Disaster Artist? Okay, so well, I'll do. Here are the movies that I saw recently, and I'll just give them quick little ratings because it'll be faster. Uh, Disaster Artist. I gave nine out of ten. I saw The Shape of Water, and I'm one of the few people. The Shape of Water. I give it seven out of ten, which a lot of people freak out about. Because like, <laughs> but it's the best. It's like, it's like the English patient in Seinfeld. You didn't like the movie? No, I hate it. You're fired. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I thought it was beautiful, and I thought Sally Hawkins is amazing. The set design, the, the everything about it was wonderful. I just found the story very predictable, and um, so uh, uh, other film I saw that I thought was amazing: Three Billboards Over. Uh, uh, or three billboards of Ebbing, Missouri, I thought was outstanding. I was at a 10 out of 10. I thought it was so good. Coco, I thought was awesome. The Pixar film, I would give that a 9 out of 10 on par with Disaster Artist. And last night, I went and saw, because it won the Golden Globe for Best Song, I went and saw The Greatest Showman. 
And God damn it, that film wants to entertain you. They throw <laughs> everything up on the screen. They are trying so hard. And I've never seen a movie that has the lead actor and the director basically tell you, dare you not to hate the film. Because they do a little cameo at the very beginning before the film even starts. But they go, hi, I, we just want to take the time to tell you that so many people worked on this film and it wouldn't have been possible without all the hard work that they did. And then you see the film. And it's so weird because never do you have the lead actor or the director talk to you before the screening, and certainly not on film. So it's like, oh, my God, it's like they're, they're saying that we would be bad people if we didn't like the film. <laughs> right? So like, guilting you basically, pre-guilt. Yeah, it was totally, it, I mean, they didn't lay it on thick, but it was still clearly very evident there. So it was so weird because, I mean, the film was good. I really enjoyed The Greatest Showman. It's melodramatic, it's uh, overwrought, it's, it's, it's crazy, but damn, it wants to entertain you so much and it succeeds and it was so much fun, but I really did not care for that little speech by Hugh Jackman and the director beforehand because I thought they were challenging ate the film. <laughs> we'll start our next movie and start to take place in Africa. We'll have a little thing there. If you don't watch this movie, these kids will die. Like this movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then the kid so, starts to cry a bit and ask for some water, and then the movie starts. We yeah. are holding hostage 100 fluffy kittens. If you do not go <laughs> and subscribe to our page, we will send you the kittens in pieces. Yes. Yeah. Don't make us do this. Yeah. Don't make us do this. If this half, uh, if you criticize this film, we will kill these cats. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, so, okay. Yeah, are all the films I saw recently. Well, I so you... I, one of the things that I do is I wait until the Oscar announces its best pictures, and then I go see all of those films. Because I want to go, okay, well, these are the top ten, or these are the top seven. I'll go see all of those. Like, and I kind of rank them. So you watched the Oscars yesterday, or the Golden Globes? I didn't watch. I watched the best of the Golden Globes. So I watched, like, uh, did, Seth Meyers' opening monologue, and then I watched all the winner's speeches. Did you see what happened there with uh, James Franco and Tommy there? Oh, yeah, when he when Tommy Wiseau tried to reach for the mic. Yeah, he pushes him away. Yeah, but you know what? I totally get why he did, did that, right? Because it was not Tommy's honor. No. I guess he made a film about Tommy, but it was not Tommy's honor. Yeah. So, Tommy is so insane that had he got hold of the mic, he would never let it go. And yeah. the speeches get two minutes to do the speech, right? So, yeah, I want to meet. I want to meet. I want to meet him so badly. Like yeah. I, I, I would love to meet this guy. You can probably just, give him a call. There's his phone number online. You just give him a call. He'll answer. Yeah, yeah, like, now, Tommy, we, Tommy, we talked to Sandy. Now we want to hear your side of it. We should try to get him on the podcast. That'd be awesome, actually. Now, there, yeah, that would be cool. There we was a get, billboard in L.A. We got to get, get Tommy and Sandy on the podcast together. That's what we need to do. Confront them. Yeah, like, bring it all on the table. Like, one versus the other. Who wins, you know? But, we uh, we single-handedly cause them to make a sequel. The Room 2. Yeah. Hey, Mark. No, it's called Rooms. It's like Alien and Aliens, you know, Rooms. Yeah, rooms. They have a budget for a second room. It's like a bathroom or something. Well, he had a huge budget for that. It was like $6 million, he was saying. 
Yeah, and it's really interesting. Like I said, if you listen to interviews, it's like he won't tell anybody where he got it. You know, it's like everybody just assumes that he does not tell. You know, like Howard Stern tried to get it out of him, and he gets anything out of everybody. You know, he gets, he's able to do it. He couldn't well, even do it. We, we know yeah. where it's from. Sandy told us. Yeah, oh, I know. Sandy told us. And Sandy wouldn't even tell you that on, on a podcast. I think that's just a thing he would tell you person to person. Chris, don't yeah, spill the beans and tell him where they got the money. Where you got the money? No, no, no. We'll we'll save that for. Uh, we'll try to get Sandy on and we'll save it for that. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So why Dave, take our word? Why take our word for it? We weren't there. He was there. <laughs> yeah. So every episode, David, we ask another question and stuff. Last episode was um, New Year's movies and stuff. This episode, We're gonna ask you had something. Yeah. This year is a. Uh, not really a movie question, but more New Year's resolutions, and maybe if you can tie it into some kind of movie or film type related thing for New Year's resolutions, well, if you're still keeping your New Year's resolutions and how that's going. My New Year's resolution is very simple. Yeah. Uh, 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 it's I will not yuck your yum. What's that so, mean? What that means is if I talk about a movie. Yeah. And you say, oh my God, I love that film. Yeah. I will instantly stop talking about that film if I did not love it. And <laughs> That's I will awesome. I tell you, shouldn't love it. I will not tell people they should hate things. I will not tell people that they should not like things. Now, in my case, you asked me about Shape of Water without mm-hmm. giving me your opinion about Shape of Water. So I told you I did not like it as much as other people because I was not yucking your yum. Yeah. Right? But had you said, I love Shape of Water, I would have gone, oh my gosh, what did you like about it? What was your favorite part? I would just ask you questions. I'm not going to, I'm going to try very hard not to be super opinionated, particularly when it's other people. Because you know those people, like there's those people you're in a car with and somebody, somebody goes, oh my God, I love last night's Star Trek episode. And there's someone in the car goes, I hated it. Here's why. (laughs) The person just said they liked it. Just yeah. leave them alone. Yeah. They're allowed to have their opinion. So that's my goal. I got it from a friend of mine. It was a phrase that he used. Uh, and so I was like, I will not yuck your yum. <laughs> you could have told everyone you invented that, David. I could have invented it, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to take credit for stuff I didn't do. No. <laughs> uh. See, I, I, used to, I used to also have an opinion. I, I, I stopped having an opinion because it, people were giving me that look like they were going to lynch me. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of gave up on it. Like, <laughs> well, like, how'd you like that movie? And if I know everybody liked that movie, I'm like, oh, good, it's great. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good, it's good. Just don't hurt me. Don't hurt me, please. Um, I, I, actually love, I actually love shitty movies, like good ones. Oh, you know, I I've, watch, I've been watching like a slew of Chuck Norris movies, like A Force of One and Forced Vengeance. Like, these are crap, but they're, they're so much fun to watch, actually. One of the things I've been doing, actually, lately is um, there's a YouTube channel. Uh, you totally wouldn't be into it at all, you guys, but it's, uh, uh, it cracks me up. It's this guy. It's called Tired Old Queen at the Movies, and it's this very flamboyant, well, not super flamboyant, uh, gay guy talking about old movies and what yeah. he likes. And I've now started looking up some of these old movies and watching them. And they've been really fun to watch, and that's just. Do you, do you have Netflix? Sorry. Do you have Netflix? No, I don't have Netflix. I use I use some of the streaming sites. 
Okay, well, check out. You actually might appreciate this one. Um, it's like a feudal Japanese movie. It's called uh, Kagemusha, 1980. That's pretty oh. cool. You should, I, think, I think you would dig that specifically because it's like uh, uh, the emperor, or sorry, the, the leader of uh, some kind of an army, some kind of a clan, he dies. And so they get this poor villager who looks exactly like him to play the warlord because uh, if they know he's dead, uh, that clan will fall apart. So it's this guy. This guy has to play this imposter the whole time. It's really good, actually. Wow. Well, do me a favor. Send me a uh, send me a text afterwards about the name of that movie and all. I will. Yeah. Kage Musha. Cool one. Yeah. I will totally look it up. Um, yeah. I I love I love being entertained. I I, I uh, uh, whether it's watching uh, old films or new films or like I said, going to see live theater uh, and watching my students work. I love I love watching them work. You probably had over like a thousand students over the years, or more than that. That's crazy. Oh, oh yeah, I've been. I have taught. I often I often say to my new students, I go, if we meet in the outside world, and we will, when you come up to me, if you come up to me, and you say hello, please identify how I know you. I'm getting older, and I've worked with so many people in so many capacities and taught so many people that I will have a tough time remembering you unless you identify yourself. Don't just yeah. say hi. That must get difficult after the years. Oh, totally. And hey, I David! Hey, you! Yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember uh, dancing the club when I saw him dancing, and this guy, there was a gay club, and this guy came dancing over, and I was like, hey! I was so afraid to say I was gay when I was in school, but now I'm totally out. Thanks. And he said, hey. And uh, my friend said, who is that? And I went, I have no idea. <laughs> Just like, but I appeared to have helped him. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've taught some. Because I go through, uh, in every, every two months, I graduate another 28 students. Wow. So, Right, so I'm not good at math, but that's a shitload of students. <laughs> yeah, over the years, yeah, that adds up. That really adds up. Yeah, the thing is kind of sad. I'm going on a bummer route right now, but uh, we've had, I've now outlived some of my students. I've had four students who have passed away since I taught them. So that's, that's really weird to be in that situation. Some foreshadowing, David, we all die. What? No, wait, get, wait, wait a minute. What? What? <laughs> yeah. I, I read the end of the book. We all die in the end of the book. Oh, no. You're not supposed to read the last page. I skipped to the end. Sorry. But they shouldn't die when they're in their 20s. I guess. Yeah. Anthony, you're the guy who watches the Ring movie. You're like, oh, it's too long. You skip to the end. Yeah. Well, they all died. It's okay. It's good. <laughs> yeah. So it's... Uh, uh, I did a film with a, one of the students called Scarred. He wrote it and starred in it, and I directed it. And uh, he he had a liver and kidney problems. And so we filmed that film. The character was about someone who had those kind of problems. And uh, a couple of years um, later, uh, about four years after we made the film, he actually passed away. Oh, no. Yeah, so he, he knew he was sick. It actually puts it into perspective. Sometimes you're on set and you have those whiny actors, the, mm -hmm. the people who complain about shit. And one of the things that I found out 
is all the people who I've known who actually have terminal illnesses or who are really sick, they don't complain. Yeah. They take each day as a wonderful day because they're still alive. And it really puts into perspective those whiny actors are like, oh, it's cold. Why are we here? Ah, ah, ah." Right? (laughs) You know what? Just get over it. That's the job. Don't complain if you're an actor because you're going to end up having to do weird stuff at different times in cold locations or working with an outhouse or whatever uh, or have to get up. You should cue that song from Annie, you know? What? You should cue that song from Annie. It's hard not life for us. It's hard not life for us. Totally. Totally. I actually made a funny little video on YouTube called, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Tips for Actors, number 13. And it's a character thing. Uh, Can I swear? Is it okay if I swear? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So I do this speech for my students. I go, don't fucking complain. Uh, if you're working on a set, you have crazy hours. You have crazy hours. You suddenly get called and you have to be on set at 2 a.m. You have to stand in knee-deep water. You have to work in the rain. It's fucking hard, so don't fucking complain because you're, you're probably fucking complaining to other actors and other people in the industry, and they're in the same fucking industry, so they don't fucking care that you're fucking complaining because they're doing the same thing you're doing, so they don't yeah. give a fuck. Um, or you're complaining to the people who aren't in the industry and they're working as the lawyer or the banker or the McDonald's employee and they don't give a fuck that you're complaining about how hard it is to be an actor because they're working as a lawyer or a banker at McDonald's and they're wondering why you're doing it if it makes you so fucking miserable. The only person who gives a fuck that you are complaining is the person you're fucking and they're only pretending to give a fuck because you're fucking them and the minute you stop fucking them, all they're going to say about you is all you did was complain all the time so don't fucking complain. That's awesome. So when we when we replace on the air to me, no, it's like a it's like serious satellite. We can swear. We can do what we want. I like how how enthusiastic you were about it too, Anthony. Like, oh sure, sure. I have actually been wondering this too. I just didn't yeah. want to ask. Like, I'll see what happens here. No, no, we can swear. David, you might you might have been our first f bomb. So that's like I wish we had something like a buzzer for that. You know, <laughs> and that's the first F-bomb of the day. Tell him what he's won. He's won a big fucking prize. We're going to turn into the Howard Stern show, Christoph. I know, I know. But just for that story, yeah. <laughs> the, the video that I did on YouTube, I play this old acting teacher, and uh, I have two versions of it. I have the edited version mm-hmm. where I put in and the non-edited version. <laughs> Do you have, what's your YouTube channel? Is it like David C. Jones on YouTube? or? Yep. Perfect. So everyone who's listening, they can just type it on YouTube, David C. Jones, and uh, all these videos will pop up so you can watch them too and enjoy them. Yeah, and I also have my films are on DCJ Productions. DCJ Productions. Dot com? Uh, No, uh, no, on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah, David C. Jones on YouTube is just funny little videos that I've been in or I do stuff. So I often post those there. But the actual film that he did, stuff that I wrote and directed, that, except for like the current stuff, that is on DCJ Productions. So DCJ Productions. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have a website too? Or um, where else can people yes. get a hold of you? My website is davidcjones.ca. If awesome. you go to davidcjones.com, you'll meet a guy who will help you quit smoking. Awesome. Any relations? Nope, no relation. No relation. 
And I should clarify, my website does not say, please start smoking. Yes. You're the, you're the opposite. You get them to start smoking, you get to your clip. I, I'll do that. We'll, we'll make a business out of it, David. I'll get them started, and you take them off of this. <laughs> like I said, it's another guy. It's another guy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's, my website's quite fun. It uh, shows all the different things that I've done. I've had a very interesting life. I do lot, and I, I keep doing interesting things, so uh, I, I quite like it. Yeah, you're keeping busy, David. We want to work with you yeah. again. Uh, well, I want to work with you again. Yes, awesome. So, actually, I forgot to say there was a, 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 a performance piece that I did that my friend John wrote. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called um, Me, Myself, and I and Others, where I play a man talking with three different sides of his personality while he's on a blind date. And a woman, Siobhan McCarthy, who's a very uh, impressive uh, director, has said she wants to film that. Oh. And so that's a project that's coming up, and I'll get to act. And and I get to play multiple characters. So there you go. That sounds interesting. Yeah. It's just going to be a short. Well, that keeps you busy. It does. That's good. It does. Okay. Well, so we're, we're going on to 40 minutes here for the podcast. We'll probably wrap it up <laughs> along here. Um, quick yeah, question. That was nothing about so you weren't on the last podcast, and we didn't have a lot of answers. What's your favorite uh, New Year's movie, or if there's any New Year's movies? Oh, favorite New Year's movies. So what yeah. Not a lot, not no. a lot of, actually, you know what my favorite New Year's movie is? I what? have it. It's one of the two movies that actually has New Year's in it. The original Poseidon Adventure. Christoph? So that, the Poseidon oh, my Adventure. gosh. I just watched Poseidon. Like. No, did not the original, the one with Kurt, the one with Kurt Russell. I just watched this about two weeks ago. Oh, no, that's not the original. The Kurt Russell one, I think, is awful. <laughs> I, you know, I, it is awful. I thought it was going to be worse, though. I was working at Blockbuster when that initially came out, and I thought, I'm like, I will never watch this piece of crap, ever. And then I watched it, I'm like, you know what? It's like a more R-rated Titanic so, uh, yeah, but you know what? It actually, uh, you're right, it does place, take place during New Year's. Yeah, and, and if, if, since you watched the Kurt Russell one, watch the original. Because the cool and sad thing about the two different movies is in the Kurt Russell one, they used all models, practically. They were all gorgeous, gorgeous men and women, all with the, the men all with the same jawline and barrel chest, and the women with the same gorgeous boobs and everything. And when they started getting die, as trying to get out and some of them die, I couldn't even remember which one it was who died, like which beautiful blonde was that. <laughs> the thing, the 70s movie, is they were all interesting people. You have Shelley Winters, you have Red Button, you have Ernest Borgnine, you have Stella Stevens, you have all these really interesting actors, Roddy McDowell. And oh, Roddy, Roddy McDowell is great, actually. I like him in Fright Night. Yeah. And oh, no, actually, his best, his best movie, in my opinion, is The Legend of Hell House. Uh, Roddy McDowell film? Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Fantastic. No, he was great. Yeah. So you should watch the original, uh, uh, watch the original Poseidon Adventure. That's my it's favorite. It's funny, because I, I watch all that oldie stuff, and I'm surprised I didn't know there was uh, an original for that. Yeah, it was, it, it, it won Oscars. It really? Won Oscars. Really? Okay, I will take a look at this. And it took yeah. place during New Year's. It takes place during New Year's. The awesome. folks capsizes as they're singing Old Lang Syne. 
Yeah, we couldn't think of any much last week. I know, that's pretty good, David. You're like the first one to actually come up with, like, I'm going to call that a New Year's movie, Poseidon. Yeah, it's a New yeah. Year's movie. Yeah, he's right, Anthony. He's yeah. right, and I just watched this thing. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. Huh. There you go. Okay. Cause that was a, yeah. Because Anthony's theme is always asking about some kind of a movie. There's always some kind of a theme to a movie. And we're and so I, I I like around Halloween is what's your sc- favorite scary movie around Christmas what's your favorite Christmas movie and the last one yeah the New Year's movie I'm like I knew he was gonna ask it and I didn't know New Year's resolutions movies <laughs> oh gosh that'd be a weird yeah. one all about New Year's resolutions and they don't go well and then something happens or oh like a horror film or or even a comedy or like a drama a loves type thing. Yeah, you guys want to hear a weird, quick story? I know we've been going along a bit here, but you want to hear a weird kind of like horror story that I kind of encountered last night? I get home, I get I'm in my parkade, and I ha- I go through this door that leads into like the elevator lobby yeah. on the on the parkade floor, and then I slipped on something, right? And I didn't really think of anything of it. I didn't fall down, so I just slipped, and then I kept walking, and I get to the elevator, and I realize there's these little specks leading into the elevator. I'm like, what the heck is this? And I look back, and it's like it's a it's the specks of blood. And I realized I slipped. I took a picture of it. I was going to send it to you, Anthony. I slipped on like a giant puddle of blood. Oh my Someone God. Did. After Someone I died. Door, like, I, I don't even know what, but it, it, there's, okay. So when you walk, when you get into the parkade, you walk through this door, it takes you into an elevator lobby. And like I said, right when I walked through that door, I, I didn't even look down. I, I got like horse blinders on all the time. And, uh, I, I didn't even see it. Like I said, I had to go back. I had to like retrace my steps. And then at the end of these little tiny blood specks is this freaking giant puddle of blood. Did you look like, in the oh, uh, What about yeah, the ceiling? And, and, eh? Anything on the ceiling? No, not on the ceiling, but it went into the elevator later on. Well, you know, sometimes they have, like, the bodies taped to the ceiling and stuff. Might even that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know what? The, the reason I think, I'm like, oh, Jesus, this isn't the first time something like this has happened in the parkade. The last time something like this happened, a guy tried to break into the parkade. And he cut himself really badly, so it's, and he was bleeding all over the place. So I'm like, oh, did someone break into our place again? Because the door that normally that you walk through, you, you have to open it with a key. But I, I was able to just push it open. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I came home to at like 2 a.m. last night. I'm like, ugh. And like I said, I slipped. Like I'm talking about like this. Like, There's like a huge blood smear now in front of the door. That was my foot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a horror movie for you. The police are going to call so you. It's so funny. Now, it, now, the reason I bring this up, too, is because I've been, like, editing this stupid script for, like, a month now. And I was actually just thinking about a scene where a guy comes across, like, this massacre. And he follows, like, a blood trail and stuff like that from room to room to room. I'm like, who would follow a blood trail if there was a blood trail? And then last night, I'm like, ah, oh, I'd be that idiot. I'd be the guy to do that. So it's like, yeah. That's how I kind of answered my question. Like, yeah, if you found a blood trail or something like that, you would instinctually want to follow it, I guess. So, <laughs> I would I would instinctively want to walk the other way. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a suspect. You're a horror now, fan. You go the other way. Trust me, Christoph. You're a suspect now. You know that. I thought about that too. I'm like, great. I just stepped in some guy's blood. You know, yeah. like it wasn't just a little bit either. It was like I'm like I don't know what happened. It was like splattered. What would make you splatter and then look like someone was hit with a hammer and then kind of like hobbled into the elevator or something like that? So the blood so, goes to your your room now. No, I actually when I came to the house, I made sure to like clean my shoes and all that stuff. But it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like even had something happened, it's like I wouldn't have known. <laughs> like you said, Anthony, the bodies on like the elevator ceiling, I wouldn't have seen anything. I am blind as a bat. My wife is always is always on my ass. She's like, you don't see anything, you know. 
It's like I, I'm the guy. I don't see the forest for the trees, kind of thing. So yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, well, that's my little spooky story. That's a very spooky story. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to get you on the podcast for another episode here and uh, talk more and go into more details, more stories there and stuff. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you so much. It's been a hoot and a half. Yeah, yeah we'll do it again. Well, uh, you guys do keep keep on keep on keeping on. Awesome. Will. You too, David. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. So that was David C. Jones on our uh, podcast today. And uh, Christoph, you have anything to add before we uh, wrap up? Well, we try to keep it short, but it's like it's impossible sometimes. Some people just have so much good stuff to say, you know that. We go over time a little bit, so I guess. Well, there is no time limit on this format here. I know. That's Melissa, what about it. There's no time limit. We can talk about whatever subject we want to. It's a lot of openness. It's it's really good, I think. Yeah, Melissa's like, oh, you should keep it short. That's too long. I'm like, we got a lot to say. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I guess well, that was good, though. That was good one. Until the next yeah. one, I guess. Yeah, till next episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, subscribe, comment, uh, like, turn on your notifications, and. Tune in to next episode for uh, more entertainment talk from Christoph and Anthony. <laughs>